Iris never goes anywhere. <laughs> we have that in common. Uh, no, she listed this cottage on a home exchange website, and I found it. We uh, switch houses for two weeks for the holiday. She's in L.A. at my house, and I'm here. Hey, cassettes, and welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. Hey, welcome back. Wow. Hey, man. <sighs> <laughs> Whew, missed us? Adam's been holding his breath since yeah. October. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's taking quite the toll on him. <laughs> you imagine? Oh he hasn't my. been able to move Take much. <laughs> I, just, I just propped him up in a corner. <laughs> well, we've made it to the end of the year. Whew, yeah. The holiday season is in full swing. And that can only mean one thing. It's time to talk about holiday movies. This year, we decided to start off December with an episode all about one of our favorite rom-coms. This mid-2000s gem is a Christmas movie that we don't mind watching any time of year. It's a wonderfully cheerful film about finding love in an unexpected place. We're talking about the 2006 Nancy Myers film, The Holiday. Holiday. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Rom-coms can be good, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to get somebody into rom-coms, yeah. whoever it may yeah. be. It's a gateway rom-com. This is the, per- this is the yeah, one exactly. you show. This yeah. is the, this is the perfect ga- the gateway. gateway one. Yeah. <laughs> this film is the Christmas rom-com that most Hallmark movies wish they were. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 100%. It plays on romantic tropes in a delightful way, with enough audience-pleasing predictability to make it a relaxing film to watch. You're never, oh no, I hope they get together <laughs> Yeah, ever yep. once in this movie. Are they going to stay broken up? Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Although it focuses on two couples meeting and falling in love, the movie takes its time letting the stories play out. This film isn't just about people getting together. It's a story about moving on from unhealthy relationships and finding out who you are. So let's head to L.A. or Surrey and fall in love with The Holiday. Yay! (laughs) That's what I really like about this movie because I'm not necessarily a big rom-com fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate them, but they're not my favorite kind of movie. Yeah. But I do really like that this movie is more about... Just finding peace, and then you fall in love. I mean, yeah. it all seems right. to happen at the same time in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you can't fit much. Be- in, yeah, you know, yeah, what but an hour least, and a half. Yeah, <laughs> but at least it's not like you know, I'm sad, man. Fix problem. Like that's not right. usually. It's yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no like I can fix him or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah. From so and so, right? Yes. Everyone kind of figures their own shit out. Yeah. And becomes yeah. a better person and is like a healthier version of themselves first yeah and, and then, then the door yeah. is open and both relationships depicted are very different relationships mm-hmm. where yes. one's one became intimate very early mm-hmm. like right away yep. and then but that that was just just physical intimacy and right. then yeah. and then the other kinds of intimacy came on later on mm-hmm. yeah and the other relationship is you know the other kind of the friendship the yeah. yeah the getting to know each other the that kind of love yep. that mm-hmm. you grow and then i mean we assume physical intimacy <laughs> yeah. later oh, on yeah. at some point for sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's jack black yeah. yes <laughs> plus i i love how the two leading ladies are just very different too. yeah like mm-hmm. completely opposite right <laughs> and it's like neither one of them is is thought to be wrong yeah you know? exactly I... it's just how they, how yes. they are yeah. their personalities just 
Yeah. Yes, one thing that I really I like I really like every character. Yeah. I mean except for the horrible except boss Jasper guy. Blue. Yes. There isn't really any obnoxious characters yeah. or no, yeah. I mean he I mean, again, Jasper is obnoxious for a minute. He's the worst. But but everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. From the beginning, everyone knows that he's a dick. Yeah. And and she figures that out and is like, uh, Mm -hmm. fuck off. So for those of you out there, as usual, if you haven't (laughs) seen this movie, please go watch it somewhere. Yeah. If you want to be extra invested in our discussions, uh, pause now and go watch it, I guess. Yes. But otherwise, here is a summary for you. All right. The story begins with two women, Amanda and Iris. Amanda is a wealthy movie trailer editor in L.A., while Iris is in book publishing in Surrey. Amanda lives in a massive home with an Olympic swimming pool and a movie collection that would make any film nerd swoon. Oh, boy. While Iris owns a beautiful cozy cottage just big enough for one. These two different people both happen to have one thing in common. Their love lives are seemingly falling apart. Desperate to get away for the holiday season, Amanda finds Iris' cottage listed on a home exchange website. Without another thought, the two agree to swap homes for two weeks. Without another thought. Yeah. Yes. They don't think about this yeah. at all. <laughs> they don't even spend a, a week cleaning their place. Uh, <laughs> they don't no. meet first. Yeah. No. Tomorrow? Tomorrow's perfect. Tomorrow. This is how you get uh, robbed, children. Don't do yeah. things like this. At least meet the person first. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda hopes to avoid meeting any men on her trip, but is surprised to encounter Iris's brother, Graham. Iris heads to L.A. to avoid messages from her toxic ex-boyfriend, and meets Miles, a charismatic film composer. Although love was the last thing either woman was looking for, they end up finding it over the course of the holiday. Oh, Title. the holiday. holiday. <laughs> Two holidays, in fact. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. I remember the first time I watched this, my sister Rachel showed this to me, yeah. I think. And, you know, she liked rom-coms a little bit more than I did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember the thing that really, really drew me to this movie yeah. was the plot line with the old film writer. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Kate Winslet's character becomes friends with this film writer from the yes. 30s. And I, I really, I, that really <laughs> pulled me in. Yes, their mm-hmm. little meat cute. Yes. And then Jack Black. In this movie, Jack Black is just like the dream. He's... I mean, he's funny. He's nice. He's cute. He's charismatic. Like, I just. Yeah. And does such a good job outside of his usual you know yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not really typecast i mean sure he does he has some jack blacky moments <laughs> yeah because why not i mean absolutely. but he's a lot more reeled in yeah, yeah. but yet it's still yeah. very good all right so we're gonna talk about the making of this movie <gasps> no more joking around <laughs> yeah <laughs> strap in oh boy <laughs> make sure you're on the right side of the road <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh actually the left side wait uh wait Hold yeah on. which side <laughs> wait a minute the holiday was written and directed by nancy myers the screenwriter behind classics like father of the bride and the parent trap which she also directed oh. yeah. myers put a lot of her own life experience in the characters while she was writing the screenplay she was inspired by real life encounters that caused her to change the story 
For example, she herself ended up on a home exchange website while trying to find a place to stay on vacation. The concept intrigued her so much, she worked it into the story. Myers' life and career is completely entwined in Hollywood, much like the character Amanda. She lives in a neighborhood filled with film history. Her neighbor's house was even owned by the men that wrote Casablanca. Wow. Some cool stuff that that she, Amanda, is just over. Yeah, Amanda doesn't care about this. Yeah, (laughs) Than anyone else. Yeah. It's like... (gasps) Myers has explained that because she's a screenwriter, she often thinks in movie scenes. That's why Amanda, who cuts trailers, sometimes thinks in trailers. (laughs) This happens a couple of times in the film, where we see clips of Amanda's life played out with a voiceover from the legendary Hal Douglas. For many years, Douglas was known as the trailer voice and provided narration for countless trailers over his career. He's kind of like her conscience. He kind of pops up when things are happening every once in a while, you know. It's like Amanda's on the plane. They're like, this Christmas, you know. (laughs) She had it all. The job, the house, the guy. This holiday season, find out what Amanda doesn't have. I, those are some of my favorite parts of this movie. Me too. I Honestly, they only do it like three times, but yeah. I wish yeah. they did it some more. Yeah. The character Arthur, the cantankerous old man that befriends Iris, Iris is played by Kate Winslet, was also loosely based on a real person in Myers' life. There was an old man in her neighborhood who would go on walks with his nurse. She never spoke to him, but she would always wave and he never waved back. Myers was inspired by him and began to imagine who he was. One day, Myers spotted the man walking without assistance in a tracksuit. She waved at him, and he smiled and waved back. He got back into shape, much like Arthur, who even wears a tracksuit in one scene of the holiday. Yes. Ah. Isn't that cute? That is adorable. Yeah, so she kind of imagined the story of this man's life. What if she nailed it? What if a sweet woman yeah. from the UK moved in, Came changed, in. <laughs> switched houses with somebody, yep. befriended the old man, got yep. him back into shape? Yep, yep. Made amazing. him swim laps at the, or I mean, walk laps at the pool. Yes. And one of my one of my favorite parts is when Iris is sitting down in the walkers in front of her, and he gets up to go use it, and, oh, she, and she just slowly. uses her foot mm-hmm. to like kind of yes. push it along. <laughs> Arthur also expresses some of the feelings that Myers has as a screenwriter. She wanted to highlight the fact that writers from classic Hollywood often get overlooked or forgotten, so she created a plot where he avoids accepting a Lifetime Achievement Award because he doesn't think anyone will show up. Mm. So one of the big, big plots in this movie is that Iris, Kate Winslet, comes to L.A., doesn't have anybody to be friends with, and she discovers this old man who's like 90 years old, (laughs) and... She's like, I want to be best friends with that guy. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, why not? Yeah. And he's an old, classic, golden age Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. And she, like, encourages him to go to this big party they're going to have for him in his honor. And he doesn't think anyone will show up. Yeah. He's like, what? There will be 10 people there? Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of a commentary that Myers wanted to do. Yeah. Thinking about how, like, we we talk about the golden age of Hollywood, and we mostly talk about the actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, they're the stars. Yeah, Yeah. the directors sometimes. But not so much the writers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Myers found it challenging to follow the stories of the two main characters simultaneously, because both had to be introduced properly. This is why the film opens with a montage of the four principal characters, with Kate Winslet's narration 
which gives the audience a glimpse of their stories while tying them together. I love it. Works it works so well. It's yeah. really cool. It, it actually had been quite a while since I watched this movie, mm-hmm. like from start to finish. Yeah. And I forgot how nice the opening is. Yeah. With all, it kind of like really brings everyone in right from the start. Yeah. And then kind of like, okay, now we're going to divvy up time here, time there. Yeah. So it's, it, it, yeah. it's kind of paced really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, it's so sweet because it the movie really opens with this fake film scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and you and you see Miles scoring the right. the, the scene. Right. And it's just this cute little fake out because it's like this is a rom com. Yeah. We start with the cheesy music, but it's yep. like, oh, that's just a movie he's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. She was unsure of the scene where Miles, Jack Black, and Iris, Kate Winslet, meet for the first time. Originally they were just going to talk, and she was worried that it was too boring. Her daughter suggested that something should fly into Iris's eye and that Miles would help get it out. This made the characters be physically close to each other, and it works as a meet-cute. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. So cute. It, it, it is, if, like, Jack Black's character is not, like, secondary, necessarily, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But since he's, like, the first one shown, I think they had to do something like that because they need to really yeah. hammer his character in later yeah. mm-hmm. because you know because with iris and amanda definitely being the main characters of the movie mm-hmm. yeah without introducing jack black or miles in a in that type of way then maybe amanda and graham would would overshadow the yeah. that half right yeah because they have their whole meet cute he shows up drunk and all that <laughs> stuff yeah so yeah. it's like you have to have both you know yeah. what i mean yeah, I the way that Jack Black and Kate Winslet meet in this movie is so interesting and so cute. Yes, you know, kind of this accidental meeting, and Jack Black, Miles, his uh, his girlfriend's in the car. Yes. Oh yes. Just yes. kind of uninterested yep. in what he's doing, you know, and he comes out. He's talking to Iris, and this is supposed to be a very unsexy exchange. He's yep. trying to get stuff. That Amanda's ex left at the house. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And, and she's like, I don't know who you are. I can't Yeah, trust I can't just you. give you yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, the Santa Ana winds are blowing and something's in my eye. And, yeah. Yeah. and it becomes this very intimate kind yeah. of moment. And then the girlfriend, though, gets up out of the car and joins them. And it's so funny. She literally just gets out of the car so that she can just be like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Just to pull him away. Why basically. are you still talking mm-hmm. to her? Yes. <laughs> And I love that. Yeah. Because it's like she kind of just inadvertently knew what was happening. Yeah. You know? She's like, something's going on. Here. Something odd is happening yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy Myers included a lot of nods to classic cinema, including the famous romance montages that appeared in a lot of romantic films in the 1960s. That's why she chose to film Jude Law and Cameron Diaz as they ran around embracing after their lunch together. So yeah. there's a scene where the two of them eat lunch, and then shortly after, they're just kind of like running around hugging and kissing. Yeah. There's like this mansion in the background and there's <laughs> yeah. like right. this really nice garden type yeah. scene uh-huh. area. It's just like they're just doing, they're and just... this is something that was in like every romantic movie Yeah, for mm-hmm. the span of like 10 years where there yep. would just be a yep. scene like this. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, we just got to throw that we're in. Just gotta, just got to throw it in. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it subverts a lot of rom-com expectations, but also does rely on some of the tropes mm-hmm. in like. Mm-hmm. its own way yeah because it it's almost like it's almost a, a satire in yeah. this scene because we know how 
they the two of them end up. Right. You know? It's so funny because it's just like, what is this? A, like a, an engagement shoot? You yeah, know? exactly. That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. You know? it's, like, it's like, I mean. <laughs> now pick her up. What grown adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Spin like, her around. Play yep. essentially tag. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> Smile for the camera, I guess. <laughs> no, I love it. It's cute. But it's yeah. so adorable. The holiday takes place in Los Angeles and Surrey. So production designer John Hutman and his crew had their work cut out for them. They had to create two distinctly different locations and make sure to remind the audience that the characters were in different countries. The scenes in L.A. needed to be lush and green, and the scenes in in the English countryside needed to look cold and snowy. Nancy Myers got some notes from the members of the cast and crew that lived in England as they told her it didn't really snow there. As luck would have it, they did encounter actual snow while filming, though a lot of it is not real. Uh, dang it it's so funny it's so <laughs> funny because every american movie about england at christmas yeah. snow, snow. Mm-hmm. lots of snow <laughs> and yeah. every british person i've met i asked them yeah it doesn't snow in england they say it doesn't snow it rains it's just mm-hmm. cold and rainy it's gray <laughs> cold and rainy that's it myers shot the two couples very differently amanda and graham have a lot of tight intimate shots where nothing is shown but their faces Iris and Miles appear in wider shots, partly to convey the fact that they are in sunny L.A. This also mirrors how Amanda and Graham's relationship is intimate immediately, while Iris and Miles start as friends and grow closer throughout the film. I mean, even I'm just thinking even when they're alone, it's kind of done that way because yeah. Cameron Diaz her, and her character Amanda like is doing those faces to the dog or whatever, and they're super close oh, up yeah, on her even, face. Yeah, yeah. so even before she even meets Graham, I feel like it's still more... I, yeah, and I think it kind of makes the audience feel like she's in a really tight space because yeah. the cottage is so small. True, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel like if you look back to when she was in L.A., there yeah. were a lot more wider shots. Wider, mm-hmm. true. They started filming in L.A. with Kate Winslet for about a month before the production moved to the U.K. to film with Cameron Diaz for a few weeks. Benjamin Greenacre was the location manager for filming in the U.K. and found the spot where the production team would build Iris's cottage. They spent four weeks landscaping the front of it, which included building the wall just outside the home. Iris's house was modeled after Honeysuckle Cottage, a real home in the village of Holmbury, St. Mary. So, so cool. So neat. Filming was also done in Cheer, a village in Surrey, with only one shot filmed in London. There is one scene where Amanda and Graham are eating lunch, and the exterior of that restaurant was shot in the Cotswolds. This is funny because Amanda considers vacationing there briefly at the beginning of the movie. Lol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The interior of Rose Hill Cottage, where Iris lives, says a lot about who she is. There is food shown throughout, with objects packed together in a small space. The interior design has more of a classic look, so that it appears, quote-unquote, English, but not like the home of a grandmother. The production crew loved the comforting feel of her home, even preferring it to Amanda's spacious L.A. house. Oh, wow. I somewhat agree. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like we said I earlier, would, that I big would, old house is nice. Yeah, I would definitely, I think I would choose the cottage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that house is really nice in L.A. I mean, they've got yeah. a pool. Yeah. See, I don't you know, know, you just, you know, Squish them together. you live in the L.A. one, and the then the <laughs> other one is just your vacation home. Yeah, <laughs> smart. Or the other way around. See? The set of Graham's house is one of the most detailed in the film. 
The movie does everything it can to convince the audience that Graham is a single man leading up to the moment when it's revealed that he has two children and his wife has passed away. So it was vital that his house look like a family home. There are homemade ornaments on the tree, school schedules hanging up in the background, and toys strewn everywhere. In Graham's daughter's room, there's a wonderful handmade tent. It was production designer John Hutman's favorite set in the film. It's so cute. No doubt. It's adorable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when Amanda meets Graham, he <laughs> kind of makes it seem like he's single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, she assumes he is. Yeah. And then, you know, she shows up at his house and meets his kids. <laughs> And yeah, this house is so family oriented. Yeah, he does the thing that makes everyone think that he has another woman there, where yes. he opens the door kind of normally first yeah. and then realizes who it is and then kind of like holds the door more to close. To be like a sliver. Yeah, yeah. like he just it's like, fits don't in look it. behind me. Yeah, and there's like music playing. There's yeah. always music playing. Always yeah. music. There's always music playing yep. in the yeah. background. Yeah, and, and some noise happens behind him. Yeah, right. Yeah, like somebody else is there. Yeah, oh, Amanda's dude. like, oh, you're not alone. Oh, because oh. at that point they weren't like committed. Yeah. 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 So she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Okay, that you have someone home. Whatever. Yeah. Then, someone over, and then a child but pops up. she pops up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, hello, hello. Yeah, and they're so cute. These girls are Adorable. so cute. And they, you know, invite her into their tent, yeah. which is the best tent ever. I know. It's got stars hanging from the top. Mm-hmm. And yes. Little, yeah. I think it was all suspended from the ceiling or something. Yeah. It was, like, really fancy. Yeah. It One of those canopy, like. Yes. It wasn't held up by, like couch cushions and <laughs> chairs yeah. Yeah. chairs and broomsticks <laughs> yeah the exterior of the california home where iris stays throughout the movie was built by architect wallace neff as his private residence in the late 1920s the interior was built on sound stages featuring modern interior design the house needed to look as updated as possible so audiences would believe that a young woman in her 30s would be living there yeah I believe it. Yep. The design feels a little timeless because it's a little ahead of its time for the mid two thousand. Yeah. So like that that a lot of that stuff was still kind of in for several years. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm glad they didn't go like too minimalist with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it from the outside it looks like it very easily could have fallen into that trap where everything was just gray and flat and straight. Some sets didn't make an appearance in the final cut of the movie. For example, the crew built a beautiful bathroom and large walk-in closet for Iris to discover when she arrived in California. But we never see them. Never. Uh. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The exterior of Arthur Abbott's home was actually the home of comedian and actress Phyllis Diller. Diller was still alive while they were shooting and the crew was happy to meet her. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. The interior of Arthur's house was carefully modeled after the homes of writers from the golden age of Hollywood. Nancy Myers and John Hutman watched interviews with writers and took screenshots as a reference. There were also visual nods to Billy Wilder, a screenwriter and director that inspired Arthur's character. Yeah. Very much a lot of Arthur was inspired by Billy Wilder, who was very clearly a hero of Nancy Myers Aww. and loved him very much. And so there are little things like he wore the hats that Arthur wears in the movie gotcha. and stuff like that. And yeah, they they would they put in the chairs and things that they saw in these 
interviews with the older writers. One of the things that makes the holiday stand out is its incredible cast. Kate Winslet plays the lovelorn Iris Simpkins, a woman in a toxic relationship with her ex, Jasper Bloom, who is played brilliantly by Rufus Sewell. Is he, like, her boss? I don't think Do you know, so. Or is he just a coworker? They just. Yeah. I think that yeah, she seems to be like the lifestyle columnist. Yeah. And yeah. I think he just works on a different part of okay, the paper. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. But because the way he acts around her, mm-hmm. he, I mean, it fits because he's such an asshole. But he yeah. kind yes. of has this air of authority around yeah. her. Yeah. And so like I wasn't sure if like, is that just who he is or is he actually yeah. like in I, charge of her kind of? I don't think he's yeah. her boss. No, okay. I don't think so either. Okay. Although Jasper is only in a few scenes, his presence dominates Iris as he uses her infatuation with him to his advantage. In his first scene, we can see that Iris loves Jasper, but that Jasper only loves what he can get from Iris with no regard to her feelings. Oh my god, it's so painful. Yeah. It hurts. The first scene between Iris and Jasper was one of the most important moments for Nancy Myers, and she wanted to make sure they got it right. The audience needed to understand right away that Jasper was bad news. After Jasper flirts with Iris, his engagement to another woman is announced at the company holiday party. Myers was impressed with Kate Winslet's acting in the scene as the camera gently pushed in on her horrified face. Yeah. A wedding was privately announced earlier today that I don't believe any other paper in town knows about. And I want you to be the first to report on this particular union as it is between two of our most esteemed colleagues. May I introduce the newly engaged Sarah Smith Alcott and Jasper Bloom. I mean, she just talked to him. Like, he made no mention of it. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, I have a gift for you. Yeah. Nothing about, like... He just sat there and complimented her. Yeah. Oh, why are you so great? Yeah. You're just so amazing. such an icky, yeah. yeah. Kate Winslet added a lot to her character. For example, when Iris first arrives at Amanda's house, she was supposed to react to the massive bathroom and closet that the production designers built. She was also supposed to look in a large mirror and say a line about how this was the best thing to ever happen to her. But when Winslet saw the bed in Amanda's room, she told Myers that she wanted to run and flop dramatically on the bed. Myers thought that it was a great idea. So Winslet jumps on the bed, and that's how the scene ends. That's why we don't see the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. It's the perfect way to end the scene, though. Yeah. It's just all this, wow, yep. wow. And then, and then <gasps> here's what I came for. It's like, a, it's like, a, yes. it's like closing a book. It's like the yes. perfect, like, boom. End. Yes. Especially because, I, I mean, there's got to be a jet lag. You know? I mean, like, oh, she's got to be exhausted. Sure. <laughs> all this excitement, they, and then you're like, okay, I want to crash. Yeah. <laughs> they both have that whole thing like addressed because yeah. she mm-hmm. you know at whatever time it would be in the uk like the yeah. middle of the night but it's mm-hmm. daytime in la so yep. she discovers the beautiful blackout curtains. oh yes but oh. then amanda in the uk is wide awake yep at like three yeah. in the morning or yep. something and so. then yeah. later on in the movie it's nighttime and iris is up and going to parties right yeah right. yeah totally fine mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the most challenging scenes for the actors was the three-way phone call between Winslet, Cameron Diaz, and Jude Law. 
Winslet had five pages of dialogue and had to switch between talking to Cameron and Law. Even though Diaz and Winslet both filmed the scene months apart, it cut together seamlessly, and it's one of the funniest moments in the movie. It works perfectly. Yes. I love this part. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I she <laughs> it's so obvious that they slept together. Yes. You know, so she you know, she's talking to Graham and she gets a call from Amanda. Yeah. And she's just like and they're just oh, you're talking to oh ask ask him yeah. how he's doing. Oh ah, how are they? How's she know? doing? Oh yeah. yeah, tell him I'm just walking the dog. And like I think it's at the third one yeah. when she's like, just tell him I'm walking the dog in the village and you know, just whatever. And Kate Wins is like, oh, hold on. And she like presses the whole thing. And she's like, I can't believe yeah. you had sex with Amanda. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, and it turns out that it wasn't, that Jude Law is gone, that he yep. hung up. Yeah. So she or said got it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And she said it to Amanda. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so funny though, that like she just comes to the conclusion, not yeah. like, hey, did you happen to sleep with her? She just yeah, immediately no, accusatory. I can't believe yeah. you did I can't believe, I believe you did that. Did yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Like she, she asked me for one thing. Yeah. She asked specifically for no men yeah and you just immediately get into her knickers is what she said yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then you like see see amanda's like horrified like reaction like She's, oh shit uh... <laughs> oh no cameron diaz plays amanda woods a businesswoman who just broke up with a long-term boyfriend that breakup scene yeah mm-hmm. i i it's so like bad and funny though in the yeah you know, that's hilarious because he slept with his receptionist or something yep. and he's denying it the whole time and they're yep. having this big fight and then he finally he's like she's like well it's over you might as well admit it and of yeah. course you know that's my favorite i'm one of my oh, favorite I'm, parts yeah, of that whole movie yeah, so yeah. Funny. she's like you might as well admit it and he kind of looks to the side at the man that's doing their landscaping or he's got a wheat leaf blower or something yeah and, gardener. yeah mm-hmm. and <laughs> The guy just kind of very, very subtly just like shakes his head, like, do like, not. Like, don't do, do it. Do not don't do say this. It. You are like, oh my God. <laughs> he's like, don't. Basically, so with that head shake, he's like, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Like, honestly, don't fuck this up. <laughs> honestly, great moment. It's just so funny. <laughs> but what does he do anyway? Yeah, he Fucks does it, it anyway. He does it anyway. He says it, and then they have this big breakup, and we <laughs> yeah. and we see that Amanda can't cry, which is such an yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that in any movie ever. Yeah, where yeah. like a main character has this problem where she can't cry, and apparently Nancy Myers went through that for a year. She couldn't yeah. cry. Wow. So that's why she put it in the movie. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. She feels sad enough to cry. Yeah. yeah. She like sobs a little bit, tries yeah. to really get it out, but it just doesn't happen. It must be come. so hard too, because crying is such a release. Yes, exactly. And it's like you just, yeah. but you can't do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she said Got it was this a horrific year, like the, the like, yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> Diaz said that this was one of her most physical roles. Near the end of the film, she had to run a fairly long distance. She runs so much. Yes. And the classic, the classic rom-com, run to your lover ending. Yep. When yep. you could have just stayed in the car. Yeah, the car still would have been faster. <laughs> yeah. She also shows some great physicality in the beginning of the movie when she punches her ex in the face. Yep. Wham! Yes. Knocks him over, too. <laughs> Nancy Myers loves working with Cameron Diaz because she's a pure comedian. When her character first arrives in Surrey, she doesn't have anything to do. Myers just ran the camera on Diaz for 10 minutes, telling her to act bored. Mm-hmm. 
This is how she caught Diaz doing silly little things that she came up with all on her own. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like the scene where she's sitting at the kitchen table and she puts her hair, she like puts her hair oh, over yeah, her face. Oh, yeah, over her face, So yeah. like, you know, it looks like she's like seamlessly over her face. She was yep. just, that was her. She was just doing just that. Just doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, she was just messing around. Amanda is a fabulous Hollywood leading lady and her clothes reflect that. In her first scene, she's wearing white clothes that resemble the satin pajamas worn by many female leads in the 1930s films. Yeah, you'll see that a lot yeah. in those movies. Yeah. Diaz's character, Amanda, assumes the role usually filled by the male lead in a romantic film. She doesn't want to commit to any relationships and is known to be unemotional. Jude Law's Graham is the opposite and the two of them flip the script on classic rom-coms. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and he, he, he's he even weeps. a total crybaby. Yeah, yeah exactly. he cries a lot, and she never cries. Yeah. And he's kind of the yeah. one that wants a relationship, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like, ah, I've got a really good career in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just stay here, you know? Yeah, not only that, it's like her own business, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack Black plays Miles DeMont, a film composer who is smitten with his girlfriend, Maggie, played by Shannon Sossaman. After seeing Jack Black in School of Rock, Nancy Myers noticed that he showed a lot of tenderness on screen with the children, so she wanted him for the holiday. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like we were saying, he's actually a brilliant actor. Yeah, it's really cute because a lot of people didn't, I don't think, ever thought of Jack Black as a romantic lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she saw him teach those kids how to play music in the movie. And even though that character is so off the wall and (laughs) so ridiculous, he does have this, he's so encouraging with the The kids and he's so nice to them. Yeah. Black really stole the show. I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Truly. He made everyone laugh on set, and he was the only actor that Myers encouraged to improvise lines. Oh, that's that's cool. Myers said that he was incredibly respectful of the character and the lines, and sometimes he chose not to try different things even when given the opportunity. Yeah. She said that people kind of expected her to have to rein him in, mm-hmm. you know, hold him down, wow. kind of keep him. And really, he was like, no, I'll just do what you wrote. It's fine. Yeah. I like it this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it I feels think, right for the character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, that, I mean, that's just not something she expected. Yeah. <laughs> One of Black's biggest scenes takes place in a blockbuster as he picks up several movies and talks about their scores. To prepare for this, Nancy Myers asked some composer friends about their favorite scores. Jack Black then came over to her place and learned the themes so he could sing them in the store. Yeah. Aww. That's pretty great. He picks up the different movies and scootily do And then the da 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 da. Dun dun. Oh. Dustin Hoffman happened to be eating at a restaurant next door when he saw that someone was shooting a movie in Blockbuster. So he came to investigate. Since one of the scores that Miles mentions is The Graduate, Myers asked Hoffman to play a cameo. For those of you who might not know, Dustin Hoffman starred in The Graduate, of course. (laughs) When Miles picks up the DVD and sings Mrs. Robinson, Dustin Hoffman shakes his head and says, I can't go anywhere. Hoffman didn't even change his clothes before appearing in the scene, and he made up the line on the spot. Ah! 
That's, that's really so cool. cool. He was literally just wearing what he was wearing. Yeah. Like while he was hanging out next door. Wow. Yeah. And he just wandered in. And he like... was hanging out watching her make the movie. And then she was like, oh, my God, one of the scores is The Graduate. You should jump in there. Yeah. He was like, all right. So he did. Aww, so that's oh, why he, sweet. That's why he's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I did always kind of wonder if they shot him separately, like, or, like, Yeah, you like, know, why he was there. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It feels a little random. Yeah. Yeah. What a good line. <laughs> you really can't go, go anywhere. Yeah, they didn't even add, they didn't even add the graduate on there. It was already there. I know, so. it's so funny, because, like, it's kind of true. Like, yeah. he was just hanging out, eating. Yeah. And it's like, no, I can't do that. Of course not. <laughs> I have to be in a movie today. <laughs> Jude Law plays Graham Simpkins, Iris's brother and Amanda's love interest. While acting in The Holiday, Jude Law had three small children of his own. He loved that his character was a father, and Nancy Myers said that he was a natural with the kids. Many of Graham's mannerisms were added by Jude Law, and Nancy Myers loved how thoroughly British he acted. British in quotes. (laughs) Law also picked up the glasses that Graham wears in the movie and helped make other decisions about the character. In one scene, Law's character Graham plays Mr. Napkinhead for his daughters. He places a napkin on his face with glasses and makes a silly voice. This is actually something that Nancy Myers' ex-husband would do for their children in restaurants, making children at other tables laugh. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of little things in this movie and kind of big things that were directly from her life. Wow. That I, I mean, thought was cool. They say right what you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eli Wallach had just turned 90 when he did the screen test for Arthur Abbott, the screenwriter from Hollywood's Golden Age. The best character in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite part. (laughs) Wallach was actually much more lively than his character, and Myers had to remind him that he was playing someone who had a difficult time moving around. He had a lot of great insight for his character, and he would tell stories about Marilyn Monroe and Clark Gable, just like how Arthur does in the movie. Aww. Aww. Yeah, that's like, really nice. It's there's like a, perfect. Yeah, there's a scene in the movie where he asks Iris, mm-hmm. "Where, what part of England are you from?" And oh, she yeah. says, "Surrey." And he says, "Cary Grant was from Surrey." <laughs> and she goes, "He was. How did you know that?" Because mm-hmm. he, he told me. <laughs> yeah, he told yep. me once. <laughs> <laughs> Wallach was a renowned character actor who was in the film business for over sixty years before his passing at the age of ninety-eight. Wow. wow. 98. Yeah. lived another eight more years. Yeah, after, after this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the scene where she walks into his house and yeah. sees all the movie stuff. Yeah. And including the Oscar. Because, like, the concept to me of an Oscar just sitting on someone's shelf. Yeah. Just, like, collecting dust. Covered like, with other there's things. There's papers everywhere. And I love how matter-of-fact and just not a big deal it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, he doesn't really care. Yeah, it's, it's not just on a, a pedestal. Trophy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, it reminds me, if you remember from Cars, <laughs> the first one, yeah. the one that people like still, <laughs> it's the same thing where he, the... You know, Doc from the town yeah. has got the trophies of the very race that yeah. Lightning is so obsessed with. Yeah. Just sitting in there. Yeah, just covered in dust and cobwebs. It's that yeah. perfect thing. I really, I, it really <laughs> lends a lot of weight to that character, whether it be Doc or Arthur yeah. in yeah. this case, where it's like, damn, he, now I understand yeah. how actually influential he is, mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. so over it. That's such yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So now we're going to talk a little bit about the music in this film. Mm-hmm. Oscar-winning composer Hans Zimmer wrote the score for The Holiday. He's one of the most prominent film composers today, having scored films like The Lion King and Pirates of the Caribbean. No doubt that you've heard something of his. I mean, <laughs> duh. Yeah. Hans Zimmer's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, the character Miles is also a composer, and he writes themes for Iris and Arthur. This posed an interesting challenge for Zimmer, who composed his own themes for the characters and then had to write two more themes later. <laughs> Zimmer's first theme for Iris is somewhat unrealized, and the theme that Miles writes for Iris is a polished version of the same music. It's as if Miles doesn't change the theme, he just finds the notes that will make it complete. Yeah. Aww. So romantic. That's so <laughs> sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet. Dude, that that's the moment. Because, you know, there's still a good chunk of movie left yeah. after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the moment where it's like, aha. There it is. He's in love with uh, it. Because, yep, yep, like, yep. He, he's so good about not seeming like he's in love with her at all. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. this yep. is just a friendship. Just They're a, just yep. friends. Exactly. Yep. But, yeah, this is this, this is the part where it's like he's writing yeah. music for her. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean. Mm. Suzanne Zimmer, Hans Zimmer's then-wife, actually sings on the soundtrack. You can hear her voice in the scene where Graham and Amanda meet and decide to have sex. Oh. oh. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Because Jack Black's character is a composer, the film was able to work in some nods and references to classic film scores. In one scene, Black holds up a copy of Driving Miss Daisy, calling out Hans Zimmer, who scored that film as well. Driving Miss Daisy? Hans. Very unexpected. Do you remember how great it was? Is this a bad game? No. I think for me, that scene in the blockbuster mm-hmm. might be my favorite. Yeah. Top yeah. five at least. Yeah. Movie, I mean, it's so good. I yeah. just love that whole part. All right, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the reception. All right. Uh, how is this received? It better be received well. <laughs> Ooh, you're going to be oh, disappointed. Yeah. No. <laughs> is it a cult classic here, maybe? No. Oh. Uh, not cult classic. Not cult classic, but... but like... Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, hit me with it. All right, so with a budget of $85 million, the holiday pulled in a worldwide gross of $205,850,169. And some sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 About. Some roughly. roughly. An, an estimate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they couldn't just make one more dollar and yeah, one sixty nine. Right? Well. Uh... <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> The movie holds a low score of 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, with many critics panning the film for its predictability. Boo. Hiss. (sighs) One critic said that there was nothing authentic or personal about the movie. That is such bullshit. That is absolute bullcrap. It has so many, like, it has so many things from her life specifically. Yeah. That's why I'm like, wait, hold on. What? It is authentic and personal. And just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. Come (laughs) on. The audience score is much higher with an 80%. That's what I'm talking about. That's better. That's better. Still not, you know, what I want it to be. 98 at least. Exactly. (laughs) Certified fresh. It'll do. (laughs) 
Some reviewers call it their favorite Christmas movie, while some point out the unbelievability of the story. Based on the reviews from the film's debut in 2006, the holiday was not well received. Most of the positive reviews are more recent, when critics have the privilege of seeing the film with modern eyes. Yeah, dude, uh, all of it's got a 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's because of a lot of recent positive reviews from critics. Uh, it, I, I have a feeling it was a lot worse, worse before. before. Yeah. Uh. A lot of people hated this movie. Man. I found so many articles what the hell? from That's 2006. Yeah. People were like, this is so bad. Honestly, it was ahead of its time. People giving it one star. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, it really surprises me, actually. Because, I was surprised, too. Yeah. Because this seems like, sure, maybe it is a little predictable, but it do, it feels yeah. so genuine and real. It just, yeah. yeah. I, that whole thing about the, the unbelievable believability of the story is like yeah, okay what? okay yeah. swapping houses from la to england okay maybe that part yeah, yeah. but the rest of it just it's okay it's okay <laughs> to just kind of live in a fantasy world for two hours that too exactly it's, it's okay for it to, you know what i mean i mean we want to believe that we can just travel to another country <laughs> and just, find yeah, somebody it's like okay you know, to just like, pretend for yeah. a little while that this could happen i don't always go to the movies or anything to see real life <laughs> i mean Jeez, i don't know about God, anybody no. else but <laughs> yeah i mean yeah man i don't know i i, I disagree with it i'm really surprised because I've never actually met anybody who doesn't like this movie. Same. Yeah. So that's why I'm was shocked. And I know we talked about how it's not so much of like, oh, here the here the comes this person to fix yeah. the person right. who's broken. It's it's not that because they're kind of for each other. You know, yeah. she shows up at the right time for him, but he also appears at the right time for her. Yeah. Right. Because she was about to give up on her attempt mm-hmm. to kind of fix everything you know he's kind of the reason she stays in england yeah but he's not the sole reason that her life kind of turns around she has to she breaks up with the guy yeah herself first and makes the decision to do something about it first Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah there's a lot to like about this movie yeah yeah. For those who are into rom-coms and those who aren't really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much going on here. It's really cool. There's like subverting of tropes and expectations. And mm-hmm. then also, obviously, the inclusion of some tropes. And, you know, there, I yeah. love I love all of the nods to classic cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She clearly, Nancy Myers clearly loves classic mm-hmm. cinema. Yeah. And so there's so there's so many references to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love that. I think that's fun. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and tropes are tropes for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. They work. So. They work. However, if you were to Google a list of the best holiday rom-coms, The Holiday always ranks high on the list. Fans love that the film isn't just about finding love, it's also about restoring your soul and healing from recent relationship wounds. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we... And I know how we mentioned at the very beginning of the episode about how we get we're okay with watching it not at Christmas mm-hmm. because yeah. it takes place at Christmas and yeah. they celebrate it a little bit. Yeah, but it doesn't dwell on Christmas. There's not no. nearly enough Christmas in it for you to feel like it has to be only watched yes. at Christmas. Yep. And I mean, we were talking a little bit about like Cameron Diaz's character and her arc and Graham mm-hmm. and everything, but Iris, her thing is that like. Finding Miles, falling in love, that is yeah. so secondary to what's going on for her. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. her number one thing is getting over Jasper. Yes. Because he comes back. Oh, 
and like gets his claws in her that's right convinces her to basically just throw away all everything that she just learned yeah in the last hour and a half (laughs) of this movie yeah you know and it's like it's like she's under a spell very briefly yeah but then she's able to break out of it because of all the things that arthur has taught her yeah Mm -hmm. and and then miles arthur teaches her he gives her the skills but miles gives her the confidence now we are moving on to the fun facts everyone yay we're here there are movie references hidden all throughout the film some of them are more obvious like when kate winslet talks about casablanca but some are more subtle the scene where amanda and graham meet and kiss was inspired by a scene from some like it hot a film directed by billy wilder who like we mentioned was a big inspiration for Arthur's character. Yeah. Ah. And this actually was Jude Law's idea. So do you guys remember that scene where they're going to kiss? Yeah. And she's like, try that again. Because what happens is that he he very innocently kisses her goodnight. Yes. Out of like a habit. Yeah. And then she's like, do you want to try that again? I didn't really feel anything. You want to try it again? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not really sure. You want to try it again? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So that, that comes from there's a scene in Some Like a Hot between Marilyn uh... Monroe and Tony Curtis, and so that's the scene that the, that they're referencing, nice. and, and it was actually Jude Law's idea. He was like, "We should do it this way." That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. The scene where Iris hits her lowest point and briefly begins inhaling natural gas was inspired by the film Sabrina. When Audrey Hepburn considers suffocating herself in a garage filled with running cars. Mm. Yeah, you guys remember this part, right? Yes. Yes, I yeah. do. So she is so yeah. depressed. Yep. And she turns on her burner, yep. her gas burner. She's going to make tea. And but she's decides, like, she suddenly mm. thinks for a second. And so she starts inhaling the gas. And then when she hears the notification on the computer yep. where, you know, Amanda has sent her this notification... <laughs> She's like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. She, Snap back. she snaps yeah, out. Opens the window <laughs> and like breathes in the fresh air. And it's very similar. Mm-hmm. I've watched the scene uh, in Sabrina. She's like sitting, she kind of slouches down behind the car mm-hmm. and she kind of starts like uh, inhaling the exhaust. Yeah. And then she kind of briefly comes to her senses. She jumps up, she opens the window. She's uh, like breathing in the air outside. Mm-hmm. But then she stays in the garage and still considers it. And then a man comes by. And that's what snaps her out of it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And I like how in this movie, Iris, you know, as she opens the window, she's like, she says, like, low point. Okay, we're not going to go back to that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that that's was bad. Done. That, that was, was bad. Done. That was as worse yeah. as it, that's as bad as it's yeah. going to get. We're not going to go. Yeah, we're not going to go any further than that. That's, yeah. further. that's it. Yep. In the film, Amanda says that she's always buying books and never reading them. Later on, she's shown with a stack of books to read. These books happen to also be the books on director Nancy Myers' to-be-read list as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same books that she was like, yeah, I buy the books, I read the reviews, I buy the books, I never read the books. (laughs) There's a rule that you can't show a real Oscar in a film. There is a scene where the camera sweeps over Arthur's home and there is an Oscar sitting on the window. Nancy Myers thought that the rule was silly, so she used a real Academy Award anyway. <gasps> Just before the film was complete, the studio reached out and asked her if the award was real. <laughs> Myers then had to switch the shot out for one with a replica. 
Aww, yeah, damn. she almost got away with it too. Oh, yeah, they so close. They said they were like, I mean, cutting the movie. They were yeah. so close, oh. and they were like, "Hey, by the way, that doesn't. That's not a real Oscar, right?" <laughs> All right. Any last minute things we want to say about the holiday? Oh man, I I remember this being one of the movies that my sisters and mother really liked <laughs> and i ended up be, i don't know if i i doubt i was like held down and made to watch it right <laughs> so yeah. i probably just caught some of it and was like oh this oh jack black oh yeah you know, blah 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 and then i ended up really liking it anyway yeah because i do i do honestly have a soft spot for movies like this yeah i don't seek them out but I I do end up liking them because a lot of times the story is just enjoyable to yeah. Yeah. to yeah. see and you know romance can be fun to watch sometimes. This movie is really fun, yeah, lighthearted, a really sweet movie. I like that it is about like you know being happy mm-hmm. and finding love, yeah, not just one or the other. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure on the women in this movie to find a man. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. they put pressure on themselves in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then once they let that pressure go, they find somebody. And of course, that's the timing exists just because it's a movie, and that yes. has nothing to do with real mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. or the way <laughs> things are. But it is really nice that nobody is walking around telling them, you need a man, you need a man, I need a man. It's just these specific situations. Amanda does not want a man, does not want one. And, you know, because she's she's over Mm -hmm. it. And Iris only wants one specific man. Yeah. And so it, they're very different situations. And, yeah. and it's not like, oh, this will solve all your problems, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I love that about this movie. And it's just a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I think one of the biggest criticisms I saw was that it's too many movies in one. A lot of people think uh. it's too many plots. And I just, if this movie didn't have the Arthur Abbott plot line, yeah. I don't, I would not like it nearly as much. No. I love him so much. I mean, he helps Iris grow so much. Yes. I think like, it shows uh, that those kinds of relationships are just are as important, important. Yeah. as romantic relationships. Yeah. yeah. And I think, call it what, two and a half plots? I don't yeah. think that's too many. <laughs> And I think it's edited really well. Mm-hmm. It's really good editing. She got really top-notch people to work on yeah. this. Oh, the, the music. The yeah. score is mm-hmm. so good. Go watch it. Yes. The Holiday is the kind of romantic comedy that has a little bit of something for everyone. It's cheesy enough to pull in the hopeless romantics looking for a heartfelt holiday movie. But with enough nostalgia for classic Hollywood to make the average movie buff smile. Not to mention a beautiful score by Hans Zimmer that should never be overlooked. Although it didn't please critics upon its release, audiences were drawn in by the strong performances of its lead cast, especially the inclusion of lovable character actors like Eli Wallach and the always enjoyable Jack Black. Now it's one of the most talked about holiday rom-coms of all time with many considering it to be their favorite Christmas movie. So, if you're feeling extra cynical this season, pop in this delightful film and allow your brain to take a holiday. Hey. <laughs> Yay! Hey.
could use one of those. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. And so with that, we have another case closed. <laughs> okay, we want to thank our patrons, John, JD, Anthony, Shelley, Bob, and Jacob. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank we you very much. We appreciate you. Always. All right. So yeah. If you would like to be a patron. Yes. Don't forget about our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Black Case Diaries. Yep. You can always find us on BlackCaseDiaries.com along with all of our social medias there. Yay. And we're now on YouTube. Our newest episodes will be continuing to upload on YouTube. So if you like it over there, you can... Hop yeah. on there and subscribe. So, maybe and subscribe Why there. Not? Yeah, right. subscribe there. Subscribe everywhere. You know. <laughs> yeah, anywhere we are, follow us. Follow yeah. us. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank. You. Have a nice holiday. Bye. Bye. See ya. Now. What exactly has got into you? I don't know. But I think what I've got is something slightly resembling gumption.